I want you to look at Psalm 126.1. You folks just pray. Seek God. Anytime you want to get up and come, the vacancy sign is on. There's plenty of room for you to come to Christ. Don't let somebody's preaching get in between you and your salvation. Notice with me a chapter, Psalm 126, 1 through 4. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them, God bless you, honey, them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. I started out with verse 1 that says, Turn again our captivity, O Lord. Then verse 4 says, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. People are going to church in captivity. People are living in captivity. I'm glad to know that there is deliverance for captives. I'm glad to know that you don't have to live captive to cocaine. I'm glad you don't have to live captive to the Internet and pornography. You do not have to live captive to alcohol. Listen to me. If you came from the mission, Jack Daniels does not have to have a leash around your neck and lead you around like a dog in the street. I'm glad there is a deliverer. I'm glad there is one that can turn again. The ca- Give me some help right here. Uh, he will turn again the captivity of the people of God. I want you to notice verse 1. Oh Lord, when you turn again the captivity of Zion, there's three things that happen. Three evidences here that the captivity has been turned and God has brought you in. If you're here this morning and you're hooked on something, I come to unhook you. If you're here this morning and you're snagged on something, we come to get you loose. If you came this morning and you are bound in bondage by something that's not of God, I came to tell you, you don't have to stay inoculated. You don't have to stay, here's a word, impounded. You do not have to stay hooked up and chained up to your vices. You can come to Jesus. You say, I don't believe it. I don't care what you believe. Try it before you deny it. Turn to it before you turn away from it. Give it a chance before you decide to expel it. Three things, and I'm going to give them to you quickly, that happens when God turns again the captivity of a lost heart or God turns again the captivity of a Christian. Number one, I want you to see that the dreams will return. Look at verse number 1. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, comma, we were like them that dream. (laughs) We were like them that dream. I want to tell you, captivity comes to steal your ability to succeed. And your ability to succeed is all wound up in your ability to dream. Dreamers have lost their dream. Dreamers have lost their ability to function with vision. People sit and say and, and, and tell themselves a thousand different reasons why they can't do something. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you'll let Jesus Christ crawl up in the inside of your soul 
and began to do a spiritual uh, renovation, a spiritual revitalization. I'm not talking about joining a stinking church. I'm not talking about crawling in some little body of water. I'm not talking about joining up with a bunch of Baptists. I'm talking about uh, hooking up and hanging out with the Lord. Ain't no Baptist church got me excited. Ain't no baptismal... I don't go to my baptismal certificate every day and say, Hallelujah, glory to God. It was chlorinated. It was... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not amazed over a certificate. I'm not amazed over religion. I'm not amazed over churchanity. I'm amazed over relationship. I, I know why I wanted something to do with Him. I just don't know why. He won't anything to do with me. But when you let the Lord turn your captivity, first of all, dreams will return. I want to ask you a question. How long has it been since you dreamed of succeeding? How long has it been since the Lord revealed to you His will for your life? How long has it been Captivity comes to steal your ability to glorify Him. May I say something to you? Dreamers who have fulfillment in their dream glorify the dream giver. Dreamers who see the evidence of their dreaming do not glorify their ability to dream for they did not give the dream. The dream comes from the dream giver, and as you live out your dream and glorify the one who gave it to you, it is called relationship with the one that gives you the dream. But may I say something to you? Captivity of anything will steal your ability to dream. But when God returns or turns again the captivity of Zion, He says, we were like them that dreamed. A divorce came. You wasn't planning on it when you got married, but it happened. A child died in your womb. You wasn't planning on that, but it happened. You got a pink slip on a good job, and now you're working for peanuts trying to survive. You didn't plan it that way, but it just happened. Satan is trying everything to captivate you to look away from the captain. Because if he can stop you from dreaming, he stops you from succeeding. But you must get up and grab yourself and say, by the grace of God this morning, I'm not going to let that which would captivate me take my thoughts and captivate my vision for I am walking in one who can help me. I'm going to God. I'm going to ask God to forgive me. I'm going to ask God to cleanse me. I'm going to ask God to turn again this captivity. And I'm going to walk out of here in the power of God. And I'm going to ask the Lord to let me dream again. Somebody give the Lord praise that dreaming is still a part of recovery. Are you dreaming? You say, well, I'm just sort of hanging on to somebody else's dream. You can do that 
And you can survive, but you can't do that and succeed. God has on planet Earth a great, big, oversized purpose for your life. And if you don't dream it before you have it, you ain't never going to be trusted with it. Well, what stops me? My pride? Not necessarily. That's part of it. What stops me, preacher? The thing that's got your dream captive is the thing that's killing your dream and keeping your dream from fulfillment. But if you will let God turn the captivity of Zion, if you'll let Him deal with whatever it is that has insulted and assaulted you, you can dream again. I'm not about to die without a dream. I want God to dream through me. That's the first evidence that the captivity has turned. Look at the second evidence. Not only the dreams will return, but the disciples will rejoice. Notice what it says in verse 2. Well, let, let me, let, yeah, here it is. Listen to this. Then was our mouth Filled with laughter. Then when? What is the then therefore? It's telling us when the Lord turned our captivity around. When the Lord delivered us from our bondage. When God brought us out from our primary carnal failure. When He turned it again. When He turned us around. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. How long? I get up and I cheerlead and I sweat down in my socks and I holler and I scream and some of y'all hadn't even woke up. And my one fellow told me the other day I was bothering his nap. That's what I do. Bothering your nap. <laughs> I was talking to one of the girls in the hospitality room the other day. They said, you ain't going to come here and sleep long. You may sleep. But not long. Let me ask you something. How long has it been since you had a song of praise because you were not a captive any longer to certain things? I'm sober this morning. I'm not captive to liquor. Can anybody rejoice with me? I'm not I I I I I I'm I'm not captive this morning. The pornography, thank God, can somebody give God a testimony? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not captive this morning to gambling. I'm not captive this morning to whoredom. I'm not captive this morning to sexual improprieties. I'm not captive to the things I, I used to be. But praise God, when Jesus walked in, I feel a little twirl right there. I'm glad, thank God, He walked in and made a difference. He set me free. And ever since then, there's been a song in my mouth and a shout in my heart and glory to God on my lips. Give me those verses if you've got them in the sound booth. Uh, that's it. Thank you, son. Look at this. Let it soak by the rivers of Babylon. 
They're being led out by the Babylonian people into captivity. Israel, God's chosen. There we sat down, yea, and we wept when we remembered Zion. They started remembering how it used to be. They started remembering how good it was when God was around. They started remembering when they had revival. They started remembering the good things of God. Said we sat down. They had to sit down. They were so weakened by their condition. They sat down and said, we remember how it used to be. And says, we wept and remembered. Verse 2, we hung our hearts on the willows, put up our musical instruments, hung up our song, couldn't sing. Notice what it says in verse 2. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof, for there they that carried us away captive. You know what they were saying? Come on, sing us one of those Zionistic songs. Sing one of them Israeli melodies. We want to hear you sing one of those songs of Zion. They carried us away and required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of them songs of Zion. Where's your music? Verse 4. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I'm going to tell you something. Some folks are in a strange land this morning. You're captive by something that has stolen your song. You're more of a clock watcher than a chorus singer. You're more wondering when we're going to be able to do what we please and how long is it going to be before God cuts this conviction thing off of me. May I say something to you? When God turned the captivity and brought them out, they sang the songs of Zion. I sure am glad to know this morning that we have us a song. And it's our privilege to sing it. We don't have to let the devil have it. We don't have to let the devil influence it. We don't have to let the devil steal it. We don't have to let the devil pull it away from us. Thank God Almighty, I'm glad to announce to you, church, praise God, we still have a song. We still got our harps, and we ain't giving up easy. Notice, number one, the Bible teaches us and tells us when God turns your captivity around, you begin to dream and your dreams will return. Number two, disciples will begin to rejoice. There's a joy that comes back when God... How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's a joy when God turns your life around. There's a joy that accompanies it that helps you sing another song. Psalm 40 and verse 1. Brother Mike, look it up for me and, and read Psalm 40, verses 1, 2, and 3 in there in just a moment. Nehemiah eight ten says... Go your way, eat, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Our churches are weak. Our Christians are weak. We're weak because our joy is gone. Where is our joy? Stolen by the captor. Read it. Stand up and read it loud. Another one. Wait a minute. Back up. I was talking. Verse 2. Hmm. 
I want to ask you a question. How can you watch a clock? How can you sit around and hope it's going to end soon when you are a part of a brought up one out of a miry mess? Your feet have been established on a solid rock. And God has saved your life. Verse 3. Say it again. Listen, loud. Read it, read it. He hath put a new song in my mouth. Listen, verse 4. Happy, blessed, happy, blessed, happy, blessed. Read it. Let me ask you a question. Is the captor captivating your spirit or has the captor been loosed and you along with him to praise God? Number one, you'll start dreaming again. You'll start dreaming again. You fellas in the Bible school, it's easy to let stuff captivate your mind while you're here. But you need to dream about what you're going to become. I, I'll say this and move on. I am standing this morning speaking inside of my dream. I saw this place years before we ever sang in it. I saw this place a long time before we ever broke ground for it. And I want to give God glory and praise and thanksgiving out of a captivated sinner's heart. He said, I'll show a city what I can do with a nothing and a nobody. And I'll teach him how he can dream. I want to ask you something. How long has it been? since you dreamed, or has your dream turned to nightmares? Captivity will do it. Number two, the disciples will rejoice. Look at the third one, I quit. The dreams will return when he turns us around. Disciples will rejoice, and the distant, the distant will recognize. Look what it says. <laughs> I like this. Then said they among the heathen. Say that with me out loud. Then said they among the heathen, notice what the heathen said. The Lord's done some real great things for them. <laughs> what in the world's going on over there? You know, that bunch over there's crazy, but but I think God's God's done something for them. Whenever God turns your life around, people will look at you even when they don't like you and say, well, I tell you right now, I ain't got no use for him. I tell you right now, he ain't nothing to him. But you know, sure has been some good things going on over there in his life. <laughs> the distant will recognize that God is real. Stand up, stand up, all over the world. I think we can do a maze one more time. Uh, C.C., what do you think? How many of you are just amazed that he turns your captivity around? <laughs> you know what I praise God for every day? That some of you folks never knew me before I was saved because you wouldn't listen to me preach if you knew me. Judy West, or Judy used to be West, Judy Newman sits here on the second row. Judy was about 12 when I met her. That was 150 years ago. She was about 12. 
she had a horse. I didn't have one. I used to, she don't even know it, but I used to sneak in and ride her. And I'd, we'd go up there, and Wesley King and all of us would go up there, and, and we'd ride horses. And she was always gracious enough, and her mom and dad was always gracious enough to take us in. And she knows me. She knows where I've been. She knows what I could say. She knows what I could do. And it, it's real grace to sit on the second row with somebody that you remember but then know that God has released and to see the two, you got to say, there is a God. I'm amazed. She said, I'm amazed. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons she comes here. I'm glad that the captivity of my life is set free.